Folks, have you checked out the Irish History Podcast shop recently? Right now, I have a sale of 30% off everything when you use the code SALE30. So go to irishhistorypodcast.ie forward slash shop and get 30% off everything when you use the discount code SALE30. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome. The Irish History Podcast. My name is Finn DeWire and this is Friend or Foe, The Impact of the Potato on Irish History. Ireland doesn't have a national vegetable, but there is, unquestionably, one which is inextricably linked with Irish identity and history. This is, of course, the potato. Ireland, even today, consumes one of the highest amounts of potatoes in the world, but we have a chequered history with our favourite vegetable. The potato is synonymous with the greatest disaster in Irish history, the famine of the 1840s, when nearly one million people died and another million emigrated. One of the contributing factors to this famine was the collapse of the potato crop. However, this is only one small part of the story of the potato in Ireland. Indeed, its introduction resulted in changes in how people lived their lives, what the very landscape that surrounded them looked like, and, as we shall see, even led to a change in Irish people's appearance. The potato occupies an important place in modern Irish identity, indeed perhaps like no vegetable does in any other country. However, surprisingly, it has only been grown in Ireland for a very brief period of time. Indeed, foods traditionally viewed as more exotic or unusual, such as rice, have been eaten in Ireland a lot longer. While rice was imported into Ireland for at least 700 years, the potato was completely unheard of, not only in Ireland, but also Europe, until around the year 1560. Around the 1560s, great change was sweeping across Europe, change that would have dire consequences for people across the globe. Building on Christopher Columbus's successful crossing of the Atlantic Ocean in 1492, many other Europeans followed in his footsteps through the 16th century. In the Americas, the Europeans found flourishing societies and many crops and animals they had never encountered before. The European empires, however, were bent on conquest, and before long some of these flourishing societies they encountered were being attacked. By the 1530s, the Spanish engaged in one of the most brutal conquests in world history when they began to invade and colonise the continent of South America. There they encountered the Inca Empire 
a society that had flourished in the Andes Mountains, centred around modern-day Colombia, Peru and Ecuador, taking advantage of an internally divided population who were ravaged by European diseases against which they had no immunity. The invaders, known as conquistadors, were able to overthrow this vast empire, despite the fact they were heavily outnumbered. Driven on by fables of cities of gold, they looted what they could and took the land from the indigenous people. However, the most important object they took back to Europe was not a rare metal, but instead a short plant with poisonous leaves and large tuberous roots. It was called the Papa in Quechua, the native tongue of the people of the Inca Empire. This would in time become known as the Potato. The Potato was unlike any of the crops grown in Europe to that date. It was far less susceptible to bad weather than wheat, oats or rye, while it could also grow in relatively infertile soil. Even better, it was highly nutritious and its yield per acre was up to three times higher than that of other crops. To the Spanish conquistadors running a vast empire, potatoes were an ideal food in terms of feeding soldiers, slaves and labourers. It could feed a potentially quite large population on very poor land, leaving space for cash crops on fertile territory. When it arrived in Europe, it had dramatic consequences, as we shall see next. It did not take long for the plant to spread. By 1567, it had reached the Canary Islands, a Spanish colony off the coast of Africa. In the following decades, it spread to other parts of Europe, then under Spanish rule. Holland, southern Italy, and of course, the modern Spanish state and Portugal. The papa, as it was known in Quechua, was now known as patata in Spanish, an amalgamation of the word papa and batata. Batata was the name the Taino peoples of the Caribbean called the sweet potato, a vegetable that looked similar to the potato. Through the late 16th century, the potato proliferated around Europe and arrived in Ireland sometime around the year 1600. Now how this exactly happened is not clear. One tradition states the person responsible was the famous explorer Sir Walter Raleigh, an English colonist and privateer who had estates in England, Ireland and travelled extensively in North America. However, it's very unlikely that Raleigh was ever in a position to bring potatoes to Ireland. Other candidates forwarded are the famed English colonist Sir Francis Drake, who had a long career of massacring indigenous peoples from Ireland to the Americas. However, it's also unlikely that Drake brought the potato to Ireland either. Like many things in history, the truth is probably far less clear-cut than one famous individual turning up with a bag of spuds. The most likely origin of the potatoes in Ireland is through traders who probably came directly from Spain. Along these lines, there's a fanciful story that the first potatoes were washed ashore from the 1588 Spanish invasion fleet of England, the Spanish Armada, was wrecked off the Irish coast. Whatever the truth of the matter, by the late 16th or very early 17th century, the potato had arrived in Ireland. In the following century, it gained a foothold on the island, for the same reasons the Spanish conquistadors had seen the potential in the vegetable for their colonies. While Ireland had initially been conquered by the King of England in the late 12th century, 
the English presence in Ireland had all but collapsed by the early 16th century. However, from about 1560 onwards, as the Spanish were beginning to conquer South America, a new period of colonisation, very similar to what was going on in the Americas, began in Ireland. Indeed, Ireland was being cast anew in a brutal series of wars, massacres and deportations. This was followed by plantations and the introduction of colonists from England and Scotland. Land was being taken from the Gaelic Irish, leaving those who survived living in marginalised territory with poor soil. In such situations, the potato became an increasingly attractive food staple to both the colonised Gaelic Irish and the colonisers from England. While those marginalised on bad land could survive on its bountiful crop, it gave the colonisers a well-fed workforce that did not involve the loss of large areas of fertile land to supply them with food. Indeed, in 1689, a Jacobite soldier in Ireland, John Stevens, noted the meaner people, by which he means poor, content themselves with little bread, but instead thereof eat potatoes, which, with sour milk, is the chief article of food. This diet of potatoes and sour milk would soon become the exclusive diet of poor peasants across Ireland. Through the early 18th century, the popularity of the potato continued to grow, particularly, although not exclusively, among the poor. Its advantages were clear. A family of six to eight people could live off an acre of land on which they kept a cow for milk and grew the soil intensively with potatoes. This was simply impossible with other crops. Wheat, for example, could not grow in the marginal lands the poor inhabited. And even if it could, the yield off one acre could not support people like potatoes could. However, this led to most poor people in Ireland having what was an unimaginably bland diet by today's standards. When I say that people's diet was primarily potatoes, I mean they ate almost nothing else. Now you will scarcely believe what I'm about to tell you next, but an average Irish male peasant ate between 12 and 14 pounds of potatoes every day. That's five and a half to six and a half kilos. Depending on size, this could be anywhere between 40 and 70 potatoes every day. In terms of modern consumption, that would be more like what most people would eat in a month. The potatoes were cooked in a large pot or sometimes just roast in the embers of a fire. The most common accompaniment was buttermilk, a bitter but highly nutritious byproduct of butter making. Sometimes the meal might be flavoured with seaweed, salt, pepper or salted herrings, but overwhelmingly the diet was potatoes. Unsurprisingly, this led to the famous saying in Irish, Prati armagin, prati omnon, Augustan rowing siniha, prati yoing, which translates to potatoes in the morning, potatoes at noon, and if we get up in the night, it's potatoes we'll get. For us today, it's impossible to fathom a diet with such little variety, but it gets worse. The potatoes most people ate were not even as nice as the ones we eat today. You see, through the 18th century, numerous varieties of potatoes were developed. Each variety had its own unique traits in terms of durability, resistance to disease and perhaps what you might imagine to be the most important thing if you had to eat them all the time, flavour. However, in the 18th century, the most important thing was actually the yield. That was how many potatoes each plant would return in a season. In this light, when a new variety, the lumper potato, 
was introduced in the late 18th century, it quickly replaced all other varieties. So-called because of its lumpy shape, it had a huge return each season. Unfortunately though, it was not very tasty. Indeed, one contemporary noted it was more suited to cows than humans. Nevertheless, the poor of Ireland had little choice and they quickly adopted this prolific, if ill-tasting, vegetable. And so it was, through the 18th century, the potato only became more and more important to the poor. While you might expect that a diet based exclusively on one food might lead to malnutrition, the opposite was actually the case in Ireland. Indeed, between 1780 and 1845, the potato reached its zenith in terms of its influence on Ireland and its impact was staggering. Plain as the diet was, the potato supplemented by buttermilk was a superfood in many respects, unmatched in terms of its nutritional value and the Irish peasants were comparatively very healthy. Indeed, they appear to have been visibly healthier than English people of the day. Irish recruits to the British Army and the East India Company's private army in the 18th and 19th century were up to, on average, one inch taller than recruits from England. The impact of this relatively healthy potato diet was seen more visibly, though, in terms of the staggering growth of the Irish population. The population of Ireland had reached somewhere above 2 million around the year 1740, when it suddenly began to grow at a phenomenal rate. By 1790, the population had doubled to 4 million people. Then, in the following three decades, it increased by an incredible 1 million people each decade, reaching 7 million by 1821, before it began to slow down ever so slightly. Nevertheless, it reached 9 million by the year 1845. This was down largely to the ability of the poor to grow enough potatoes on small plots of land to provide a very nutritious diet. However, the potatoes' all-powerful position in terms of the Irish diet had reached its zenith by the 1840s and disaster was just around the corner. In 1845, the potato would have an incredible impact on Irish history when the crop failed. But to explain this event properly, we need to take a detour into Ireland's place within the British Empire. But first, I want to take a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now, 
let's get back to the show. While the population of Ireland was growing at an incredible rate, similar growth increases were occurring across Europe. However, the manner in which the growth was happening in Ireland was unusual. Growth around Europe occurred alongside industrialisation and the emergence of massive cities like Manchester or Birmingham. However, in Ireland, almost the opposite was the case. The areas witnessing the highest levels of population growth in terms of percentage increases were the most remote, isolated and poorest parts of the island. For example, between 1732 and 1821, Donegal, West Mayo and the North West in general, a terrain dominated by mountains, lakes and bogs, experienced a 300-600% to increase. Indeed, today you can see the remnants of this population explosion in what were these remote parts of the northwest of Ireland, often in lonely, long-deserted places, what are known as lazy beds or potato ridges, run up the side of valleys, hills and mountains. This is what remains of that increasing population who had to reclaim more and more land to till potatoes. Sadly, a disaster awaited them in 1845. Now traditionally, some historians have argued that this growth in population represented an overpopulation, given a great famine occurred in 1845. However, this is simply not borne out on the ground in terms of historical data. The people were unquestionably poor, but there was few overall food shortages or indicators that the land itself was actually overpopulated. That said, this does not mean that Ireland was not facing a severe crisis. However, this was a crisis of inequality rather than anything else. As the population increased, there was not any increased sharing of the island's resources. So the poorest, most isolated regions, where the greatest growth was occurring, just saw their limited resources continually subdivided between an increasing population. This led to a situation where the poor simply got poorer and were increasingly dependent on the potato. Living in what we might call a potato economy, this placed huge numbers of people in Ireland on a knife edge. The development of a dangerous situation where millions were dependent on one vegetable was not merely an accidental process, but instead it arose from Ireland's place within the British Empire. Indeed, there are very few other ways Ireland could really have developed given its economic situation. In the 18th and 19th centuries, when what I'm calling this potato economy took hold, the wider Irish economy was not run in the island's interests. Instead, it was run in the interests of England. Therefore, emerging industries in Ireland were run down to protect industry in England. Meanwhile, the entire Irish economy was increasingly geared to becoming a food producer for the English economy and its growing population in industrial cities. This saw large farms and ranches developed in fertile areas of Ireland where the food was grown and then exported to England. In this situation, the powers that be needed and indeed benefited from having a large workforce which could be exploited to work not only farms in Ireland, but also in Scotland and Northern England at harvest time. These people were also used in the armies of the Empire. From the early 19th century, around 50% of the Empire's soldiers were drawn from Ireland. The rural poor's ability to live on peripheral lands, thanks to the potato, was not only desirable, therefore, in this situation, but essential to the economy. However, 
it was increasingly obvious to observers in the early 19th century that the knife edge on which the welfare of the majority of the population of Ireland rested could not be balanced forever. It was only a matter of time before something went wrong. The potato, while being highly nutritious, was, like any other living organism, susceptible to attack from disease. This led directly to the defining moment in the modern history of Ireland in the year 1845, when blight struck the potato crop in Ireland. Versatile and nutritious as the potato was, it was not immune from crop failure. The last episode talked about the year of slaughter in 1740-41. to The potato crop failed that year, but that was due to unusually bad weather. However, in 1845, the potato crop was attacked by a fungus, commonly called blight. This fungus, which destroyed the potatoes in the ground, naturally had disastrous consequences in Ireland. The lumper potato, which had been adopted due to its prolific return, was particularly affected. In 1845, the reduction in the crop yield was substantial, but regionally limited, as it occurred late in the year. However, in 1846, the blight returned, and Ireland's potato crop was decimated. This sparked one of, if not the worst famine in modern European history, and among the worst in modern world history. In the following five years, around 800,000 people, or 10% of the population, died, while another million emigrated. However, emigration didn't end in 1851 when the famine subsided. Instead, it tragically continued through the late 19th century and much of the 20th century. By 1951, the famine's impact was still being felt when the population plummeted to its lowest level of 3.5 million people. Indeed, Ireland today, in the 21st century, still has to recover in terms of population. In 2011, the Irish population stood at 6.5 million, well short of that pre-famine total of 9 million. The interrelated spread of the potato through Ireland and the colonial policies of the British Empire created what was this key event in modern Irish history. The famine forged modern Irish identity and indeed the identity of many of you listening to this show across the globe who are of Irish descent. It also understandably forged the long-lasting and perhaps unbreakable association between Ireland and the potato. Understandably, the complete reliance on the potato was broken in the decades after the famine, but this was not an immediate process. In the west of Ireland, many still needed the nutritious potato to survive, as they still had no more land than their parents had before the famine, so they couldn't adopt new crops. Indeed, in 1879, in the west of Ireland, another famine threatened when blight struck the potato crop again. However, by the early 20th century, the potato was clearly losing its influence as the Irish diet diversified and land ownership and the economy changed. Through the later 20th century, the Irish diet has radically changed. Many new foods have been adopted as people eat pasta and rice instead of potatoes. However, the humble spud is still an integral part of our diet, in 2009, Ireland was still the sixth largest per capita consumer of potatoes, only behind Belarus, Ukraine, Poland, Kazakhstan and Russia. It would appear the story of Ireland and the potato still has a few chapters to run. Don't forget to send me your thoughts on this show to Irish History on Twitter or Irish History Podcast on Facebook. Until next time, Slán. Slán.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.